welcome to the Red Pill Training Podcast. We are back with Season 3 with myself, James Jowsey, Phil Mansfield and Jimmy Chambers. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Red Pill Podcast. Um, today we are discussing a rather what might be a sensitive subject, but one we have one we felt we needed to be public about and and give our opinions about as it affects us as a business directly. Um, a lot has happened in the CrossFit community within the last month. Um, and that, of course, will have an enormous effect on different people and different um, uh, different uh, people's livelihood and people's emotions and their feelings. And as a company which has many of its roots based within CrossFit, we felt the need um, to share our thoughts and our feelings with 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 our listeners. Um, and what we wanted to do was talk primarily about how that affects us uh, as a business and some of the morality surrounding our business decisions uh, in the last weeks. Um, as always, I'm joined by our better better halves, uh, James Jowsey and uh, Gemma. How, welcome, guys. Hi. Cheers, John. So, Jows, we've um, we've had some to and fro in the last the last few weeks i think um maybe nice i don't think that any of the listeners are living in a cave so i think they understand what's happened um but i think perhaps just very briefly here at the start it'd be nice if you just sort of gave us a, a little overview of what's happened in the last few weeks um and 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 then we'll sort of take it from there if you could you could also go into sort of some of the conversations you've had with your athletes and that 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 it's been primarily a feeling of insecurity right rather than it's not necessarily so much anger but more of insecurity if am i right in saying that yeah you're spot on mate um i say it's uncertain times breeds uncertainty um we've obviously been through a very uh, what covid19 has become very uncertain times for a lot of people and it's changed people's lives in many ways and that's kind of bled through into now the business of CrossFit and our own personal lives and everything like that. But yeah, it's what's what's gone on um, from COVID through to the George Floyd uh, has bled into CrossFit and um, created uproar within the community, which is affecting um, the athletes, um, the affiliates, um, everybody. It's affected the whole world across across the spectrum, but like I say, we're we're just going to talk CrossFit today and how it's affected um, the community within CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I think I think that's that's important. I think we could you could philosophize and you could talk about the sort of uh, the the world situation, but I think there's people better qualified than we are to give political opinions. Um, so I think we should should pretty much stick to what we know and what we're good at, and that's our own our own business, uh, business of CrossFit. Um, Gemma, you're obviously following, uh, following along as well. And you operate a therapy business within a CrossFit affiliate. So obviously someone who would be, would be directly affected. Uh, any initial thoughts on, on what's happened? I think, I mean, similar to Jowsey really, there's a huge sense of 
insecurity and, and difficulty for each of the CrossFit gyms um, and for all the members. And yeah, so I think it is just a huge sense of sort of, yeah, uncertainty is probably the best word I can use. But I think perhaps because some of the gyms around where I am are slightly smaller as well, I think it has such a huge impact on on any business really, but also on their members. I think what's what was interesting for me, and it, 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 this reminds me, um, I don't know, many years ago, Jaws, I don't know if you remember, we recorded a podcast on doping um and and drugs in sport and and what we talked about quite often there was the effect the sort of uh, filter through effect the sieve effect as, as we like to call it the the filtering effect of actions of of people um in positions of power and the responsibility that the positions of power power come with um we talked a lot about how yes Lance Armstrong for example was caught doping um but it wasn't necessarily the fact that he was caught doping it was more the fact that people who were then trying to still to this day trying to attract sponsorships and large amounts of money into a sport to develop the sport and to have young riders being able to be within the sport you know if you look at the if you look at the financial um differentiation between cycling 10 years ago versus now it's a quarter of the sport financially it was back then in terms of how many teams you know uh, for example here in Denmark we've gone from 10 semi-professional teams to two within the space of space of 10 years and a lot of that is directly related to the funding that the sport can attract due to the sport's reputation Uh, and I think for me that's the longer the longer, bigger picture, which needs which needs to be discussed, and and what we're discussing as a company is is we need role models, we need the leaders, the athletes in the sport, uh, the same as not necessarily lead the management of CrossFit, but the athletes, the top level athletes. It only takes four or five of the really big names to be caught doing something they shouldn't be doing, and it, it has a knock down effect on the entire industry and the entire business, and how much. And people's livelihoods, and that's a responsibility that needs to be taken with, with enormous amount of respect. And and perhaps in this case, the the management of CrossFit have neglected that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the 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 repercussions of five athletes and that that not oh well, so the repercussions of Lance Armstrong, one athlete, and the filter that has had down to the whole sport. Like when we and the the influence that that has. And I mean, look at this as a the context of what was said by Greg Glassman. Like a man said it, like a single man said it. But then the brand of CrossFit is what took the whole hit. So because he was associated with the company, then everyone turned around and said, "This is CrossFit stand." So that's exactly what you're saying there within that within that piece is is. <laughs> Yeah, when you're you're in, you're at the top. You're the the leaders, the the role models. It then becomes you then put an under under an umbrella, even though it was just you. People people will you're associated with that brand, so then the whole brand comes down, which was important. Why the all the stance has been made and all the the yeah why the CrossFit communities come together and and had their voice voice their opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly, buddy. And and I think there's a there's an interesting 
we have uh, or we often do that the psychological uh, assignment with our athletes and ourselves of where you write your life rules and and you have to sort of write down what what how which how the code you would which wish to live your own life by and one of the one of the rules which I often have down is you hold your heroes to a higher standard and and I think that's a really important point that that we we can't necessarily change what has passed, but we can talk about the future and we can talk about what we do going forward. And if if anybody is listening or anybody is, you know, we we have a duty to hold our heroes to higher standards and higher and higher higher levels of of behaviour. Um, it's it's you can discuss with it's with if it's correct or incorrect that so certain people have so much power. Um, but we can't run away from the fact that people in these positions have enormous amounts of power. And with you know, the classic saying, with great responsibility comes great power. Um, and, 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 and the lesson from this all, lesson from us all, for everybody in this, is that those people who are fortunate enough to be given that power need to have, need to take responsibility for that power and, 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 yeah, and behave accordingly or appropriately. Um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about um, holding the sort of phase that we hold our heroes to a higher standard? Yeah, I agree with what I, I agree with the sentiment. I don't know that I would say it applies in, in this circumstance because the standard that he set is not anywhere near it's not above anything it's significantly lower than we would anticipate so it's almost like I expect a, a human standard and that wasn't that I don't think so I, I do agree with what you're saying in terms of you do hold your heroes higher but I don't know how it applies in this I don't know if that's how I would describe it in this circumstance uh, are you saying that Greg Glassman's not your hero, Jim? I'm saying that Greg Glassman is very far from my hero. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I thought that. Yeah, but but he he has been or is a hero for some people. Uh, now, and, the, and he is in a position of power. Like he was at the top the top of the company. Um, yeah. So exactly. So. As as you said, with great power comes great responsibility. So whether he's our hero, so do better um, then. That's yeah, what I think. exactly. Yeah. So, so on that, Jaws. I mean, um, look, this whole thing started because of a tweet, um, which I don't think I think everybody knows what what happened. I don't think we need to get into that at all it all started with a tweet perhaps a, a quite direct question for for you Jaws. was the tweet the straw that broke the camel back camel's back i think that's what we that's what i would like to to get into is if other people within the crossfit community had made the same comment would there have been the same uh, would there have been the same reaction to them uh and of course the tweet was horrific and 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 highly unacceptable um but were people looking for an excuse 
was the CrossFit community looking for an excuse to to expose a man that that has ruled with the uh, ruled with the iron fist, if you like, or had treated people badly, uh, has disrespected people, has been disrespectful towards women, whatever the the stories are coming out. Um, is there is is just do you see any any truth in that at all? A lot of the the stories that we're hearing now we didn't necessarily hear before. Um, it's very much like uh, any scandals that happen with the death of a pop star, somebody famous, and uh, or yeah, all these crimes that have been going on in terms of um, uh, some of like the the abuse stuff within the film industry within America, and then all of a sudden one person comes forward, and then there's a there's a catalogue. An, uh, an array of incidents that we we didn't necessarily know about about his per, like about their personal lives and their their personal kind of uh, actions um, across the board. All I do know from um, being around in the community, uh, visiting many affiliates, spoke to many affiliate owners, everything like that, is that it. There's they've probably been uh felt very alone for a long time. They they pay money to CrossFit, uh to use the CrossFit license and feel that for the amount of money that they, they pay out, um the use of the word CrossFit in marketing and the protection that it provides um almost wasn't yeah, wasn't worth it. I know I know of um one affiliate owner uh one story he had he opened up his affiliate um and then a couple of years later an affiliate opened about 500 meters away was allowed to affiliate and everything like that and he approached crossfit with the um saying well are you not protecting where you put in the affiliates you're not protecting my business uh, and their response was, uh, may the best, uh, if you've got the best jet, like if you provide a better service, you'll be okay. Um, which kind of showed that, well, where was the community really in that, in that instance? Uh, so yes, I think this, uh, this incident has been, uh, a reason for a lot of people to look at, well, why am I associating my business with, uh, a company that, gives me back very little um, and is associated with, well, made the comments, race-related comments that it did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you started your sort of explanation there with saying that um, many times when scandals come out, we start to learn the truth and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, But then you go on to give examples prior to that before the scandal came out like i mean i haven't been in crossfit as long as you have um but coming in and and potentially being a little bit from the outside as as i'm coming in one of the first things you hear or or the whispers on on the grapevine and one of the first things you sort of you sort of pick up on is that there is a bullying culture uh from the from the top of, of crossfit and i um at the games last year i had a 
a heated debate with with um, with another coach who who I consider a friend who who I like very very much and 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 my point there was was that for me CrossFit has always felt like the abusive husband. You know, I've you know we the way we I've only you know I've only been been over to to the games a handful of times with you. I haven't had the sort of ten year experience that you've had, but even that in that short experience there, I've I've always felt like we weren't we're not treated well. You know, I've been to world championships in in ten different sports, and and it's for sure the way you're treated at CrossFit is totally unique, not positively. You know, you're never you're never respected, you're never treated well as a coach, you're never made to feel welcome. Um, you are by the staff. You know the volunteers, the the judges, the the other athletes, the other coaches, some of the nicest, best people. That's the complete opposite. You know, it's very often you go into a warm up area or a or a competitive environment, other sports, and the coaches there make you feel very uncomfortable because you're competing against them. Uh, where here, it's never been the organisation themselves that make you make you feel that way. And I think when you walk into and you speak to the elite at top athletes, there's always been for me, I've always sensed a fear of the organization. I've always sensed a fear of saying anything remotely out of touch. Um, and, and as I say, in, in this discussion last year, I, I said to goes for me, it feels very much like the abused, the abused spouse um, scenario where we keep going back. And I asked the question, why do, why do we keep going back? Why do you keep going back when you're, you're treated this way? I mean, I was, I was fortunate or unfortunate enough to be just passing by when, uh, Matt Fraser was, was given the news about his points reduction, uh, last year. And just the way that was delivered, the way he was spoken to, the way he was communicated with, it was like, it was like he was a three-year-old child, you know, um, and, and, and uh, the disparity between the fantastic nature of the, the the people and the community, and then the sort of the leadership has has been apparent for many 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 years, and no one is blind to that. No one I have ever, no one I have ever met within CrossFit is blind to that. They've turned a blind eye, but they are, have not been blind to that. Would you agree with that, Jas? Oh, I completely agree with that. Like I, I was referring more to like all the stuff that's come out in terms of the um, attitude towards women and and uh, behaviour there, um, derogatory behaviour there. I've not been like I say I, I don't. You know me, I get tunnel vision. I work with my athletes. I don't really listen to too much going on, but I, I admit that myself. Uh, I'm obviously very lucky to know a lot of. L1 staff um, and I've seen that behavior with them and it even bled down to me to be yeah to be scared of not saying what I believe or or things like that I've, well, we, we've had a conversation in the past and I was like you can't say that you like we could get banned from the games uh, for fear of not being allowed allowed in the competition because that's that's how you are yeah you you are made to feel um, which is which is what I find bizarre as like you say the athletes are welcome but the coaches aren't welcome we've never been welcome at the games and it's so bizarre that they don't like like they try and find like the what was the event a couple of years ago where yeah it was two years ago with the um, the random 
the random event. They didn't know they didn't really know the movements until they were going to be out there. They didn't know the rep schemes, anything like that. You're not allowed to speak to your coach. You're going to be over there. Everything like that. It's like, well, I get that it's a test. Like, and those tests are valid and everything, but it's it's almost like they'd wanted to, like, they're trying to just make the points to coaches of like, we don't want you there. Like, we're going to try and push you out however, however it is. And the baffling thing to me with the attitude towards coaches is, well, why are you so, like, your L1, your level one seminar every weekend is trying to, you're trying to to develop and talk about the the best training system you believe you've developed and developing coaches within that to develop. And that's what you want to do is provide this great service to the community with these well-informed, well-practiced coaches. But then when it comes to the actual sport, you don't even want coaches there. That's the bit that's always baffled me as to like, well, why are you even <laughs> preaching about coaching if you don't even like us? Um, you, you contributed to us becoming coaches. So um, yeah, the, that behavior, I, I completely agree. Uh, I agree on that point. Like I say, I think it's more the, all the other little stories that you hear and you actually, like I've, I've started to hear some actual stories from athletes now as well in, in how they've been threat, um, uh, livelihoods threatened, uh, in the past as well, which just shocked me to be honest. Well, I say what was said and how is it, did it, it, it partially shocked me, but then at the same time, it just, yeah, how they've made, been made to feel it is the abusive, the abusive relationship. Um, they've been made to feel that without CrossFit, they're nothing. And the big thing I've been trying to say to the athletes that I've been speaking to is actually CrossFit has a lot to be thankful for because of the athletes. Without the athletes achieving what they've achieved, um, putting themselves into this incredible shape and doing the games and the Netflix series, everything like that, CrossFit wouldn't have the limelight that it's got. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big, a big, big factor of it for me is, uh, like, yeah, that is the abusive relationship. You don't, you don't even know your own worth anymore um, as to that you actually think that you can't survive without them. And the athletes absolutely can. But like I said, with the uncertainty that now surrounds the whole whole thing, it's is there a competition for them to compete in or not? Or, uh, yeah, uncertain times. Yeah, I think um, I think I think you. Yeah, I think that that that's it. I think <clears throat> I think the for me the rhetoric has never sat easy. The the the, the classic. The classic thing was the the sort of response that was that was sent out after the tweet was that I was I was insensitive I said something wrong but it was just me trying to stick it to the man and and and, and that is the problem is that first firstly is why are you trying to stick it to the man it's like what what's what's with the hate what's with the the need to stick what's with the sort of inner drive and passion to be right stick it to the man you know people who make real change do it scientifically via correct political processes where they engage in adult conversation and and 
and move forward. Like the, do you know what I mean? Nothing, nothing's ever been changed by banging on a drum. Yes, people, you, 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 you're, you're a noise, and it makes a noise, but but it's not, it's not a way to change policy. It's not a way to, to affect change. It's a way to promote yourself and your own ego. And and listening to the sort of science behind the sort of CrossFit Health, for example, they don't have the answer. They have a answer. There's a difference between an answer and the answer. And it is a perfectly valid, fantastic answer. Like it is one way to make an enormous difference in people's health. Is it the best way? No one knows. Is it the only way? No. Is it the right way? Possibly. But there's no need to come with that aggressive, argumentative, in your face, we are the solution, we are the world, everything else like that, when when you're affecting perhaps a quarter of a percent of the population, you you know, you're relatively you're you're tiny. Work with people, not against people. Don't have the attitude of I'm gonna stick it to the man. Have the attitude of I'm gonna try and talk to the man, work with the man and help the man. And and if I do happen to have a golden piece of information which could help and affect people's lives, shouting it from a rooftop aggressively and rudely isn't the way to communicate it. So I say that 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 behaviour, that way of approaching thing is what is then is basically just a mirror image of how the company's run. Or has been run, or yeah, well, is currently run. Like everyone, he he is viewed as the man, and everybody else is scared to speak up or off, move out of their lane against the man because of that. Because of that, and I know that people have had many suggestions. Like people have been scared to even put a suggestion forward for the fear of that being taken as an argument against the man. And that is the problem. Well, that has been the problem and hopefully will no longer be the problem. Um, but yeah, that, that behavior that you've talked about there is exactly what's, what has bred silence from the staff underneath and everyone fearful because that's all it's been about. And without moving into government um, and sort of the way governments are run and and political, you know, the political side of things is that, you know, the, there is so much wonderful knowledge and wonderful coaches and wonderful community in CrossFit. The way to the way to move forward with the like, the way to move forward with CrossFit Health is to get those wonderful people involved get them out doing workshops in hospitals get them out working with people showing people using their platform when i say their platform that's not social media you know one percent of the world's on social media you know uh, like going to the hospitals and taking outdoor classes in hospitals helping people making partnerships and collaborations with people in hospitals within healthcare, within homes within practices showing them that using their body you want to call it crossfit call it crossfit you want to call it body weight training i don't care getting out there and moving away from we have the answer we're the savior we're all the sort of dare i say it the narcissistic approach to to world domination 
moving into and saying, look, if you really care, give the affiliates money, give them a budget to get out into their communities, work with people who need to see fitness, need to see fitness um, working and and changing people's lives. That's the way to make a difference, to, to go into the system and work outwards. Not, as I say, which because it just irritates me, this sticking it to the man thing. It, it, it is the completely wrong way to affect change. I think the comment you said there about the narcissistic approach, um, I think it's the problem of, that's not just a CrossFit problem, that is the fitness industry. Like we're a narcissistic industry. Um, and I say everyone, we're spending, well, the social media element, how, how much of it is spent around uh, different fitness leaders um debating what's the best type of training on on social media oh you shouldn't do it like that you shouldn't do it like that it's not that oh you should be doing this type yeah we should be doing crossfit no you shouldn't be doing crossfit you should be doing bodybuilding no you shouldn't do long distance running that's bad for you like we're the fitness industry in itself like going slightly off topic and then we'll come back but yeah the fitness industry itself has that narcissistic problem we're all arguing between ourselves over what's the type right type of training it doesn't matter. Like we shouldn't be, as an industry, we shouldn't be arguing between each other. As an industry, we should be trying to figure out how, exactly what you said there, how do we get people healthier? How do we get people into exercise? I don't care if someone decides they want to run a marathon. I don't care if somebody says they want to join a CrossFit gym, if they want to do Pilates, if, you want, if that's what you want to do, great, go do it. I, as long as you are doing something to help your health, fitness, whatever it is move forward like that narcissism about what it should be is not the message it should be action how do we get people active Gemma, you're uh you're very quiet mate yeah i'm just i yeah i'm just thinking essentially about how much of an impact everything seems to be um but yeah interesting points i just I think it'll be, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what's like in six months' time, whether what's changed, gyms have changed, how the sort of higher management of CrossFit will, what they'll do next to see dismissed, essentially. I think what I was saying earlier about um, the fitness industries is something that you see in a lot of different places as well. So you see it in sort of professional bodies and things like that. So imagining that you own something like CrossFit or you own something like Pilates, it's almost like the boundary between the two don't want anything to be crossed because they they feel like they own it and they feel like that's their identity. So if you take that away and say, actually, you know what? CrossFit isn't the best way of getting fit or running isn't the best way of getting fit or whatever. You are essentially affecting somebody's identity does that make sense and it's like people don't want to blur those boundaries they want they like structure they like um organization and they they, because that makes them feel secure and they think that something else is going to take over if not whereas the sort of main goal should be to get everybody fitter so that everybody can be yeah be much more healthy whereas that isn't their drive i don't think i feel like their drive is just to for, for selfish purposes 
Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely. I think you're, I think your point, Gemma, is is that is that if everybody cared about if fitness was the goal, if if it was genuinely the goal of people to have a healthier, happier, less diseased, uh, less obesity world, then the way in which they achieved it should be irrelevant. Um, and I think what what happens is again we come back to power. Is is power or money, um, as it as it always seems to be. That I actually don't believe in the CrossFit case. Is it's, it's about is it's about money. Uh, so I, I, people might 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 correct me on that. I think from the sort of analysis and the sort of listening to sort of the the former the former owners' um, comments. Uh, it's more about power. It's more that, that you enjoy that. that as I say, the, the, the thing that sticks out most in my mind is that sticking it to the man attitude. Is it's more important to have that power, and 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 we see that as well. As Joust talked earlier about how how the games are run, is it's very much about I'm in control. I have the power over you, and I'm I'm going to dominate you. Um, where if you if you care about people's health and you care about their their life. You don't care if it's you that solved them or if it's someone else that sort of solved their problem. It's it's just the fact that that person got better. That's the only thing that should be or is important is the is the person themselves rather than the person that solved the problem. It doesn't need to be me that solves the problem. I'm quite happy for Joust to solve the problem. And I think if we have that together in this attitude in in how we approach the health uh, the health issues, um, we'll come a lot further than than wanting to have, as as you alluded to, Jim, or wanting to have that power or that financial gain from being the person that made the difference. So the changes pretty much brings us, it's all changed. I think we've said enough on, yeah, what was. Now we just get to talk about hopefully what the, the positive will be is. Um Shall I start where I've come from? You can, uh, you can start, Jas. Um, well, I mean, the the new, obviously. Well, I mean, obviously, the first C- new CEO was Dave Castro, and obviously there was the debate on. Well, ah, oh, going back on topic. No, Still, new CEO was Dave Castro, and obviously now it's been just changed to, uh, just been announced yesterday to. Uh, become Eric Rose, Rosa. Is that how you say it? I, right I think here? so, yeah. I hope so. If not, we do apologise. I apologise um, that my reading is incorrect. Um, yeah, Eric Rosa. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. I liked his initial statement. He wants to build the community again. And I think what is positive about that relationship is that he has been in it he's he's got his own box he's got his own business he's been a part of the community he knows how it's run and how he has on the receiving end of the well uh business relationship with crossfit um how he would like to receive the yeah as a customer what what a customer should should get from the company. So it will be interesting to, to see that uh, changes there. 
Uh, what I'm hopefully also pleased about is that Dave Castro stepping down as CEO. Hopefully that means that uh, he'll still be programming the games. Because uh, to go back to the the athlete side of things, there was a definitive sway in the programming last year, which was, as we've heard on many podcasts that Dave has been on, confirmed this year that that was all down to, to Greg Glassman, the changes. And yeah, we saw a huge error in in the CrossFit Games last year um, in a sense of how it was delivered, the order and ordering of events pretty much led to a certain type of athlete. So hopefully Dave back in control can, can, uh, yeah, he runs a great games. He's found the fittest on earth every time he's done it. Yeah, um, I mean, you can um, totally jazz. You can love him or hate him, whatever you want. Print t-shirts uh, about him as, as people do. The guy finds the, the guy finds the all round best CrossFit champion. Um, he is a absolute master of it. Um, and you know, us guys from, uh, who spend a lot of time on programming and we do a lot of replication weekends and we sit and have to work on replication of the games and that we know how hard that process is. We know how hard that is to get right. And, and he does do a fantastic job of planning the events and, and making and finding the, finding the, the fittest um, crossfitter uh, around or the best crossfitter around. Um, I've never been a big fan of the whole fittest uh, fittest thing. I think that's uh, – I've never been a fan of uh, – I've never understood why they would call them the fittest on earth. I think best crossfitter is a far more coveted title than, uh, than fittest. I would be much prouder to be called the best crossfitter in the world than the fittest in the world. Um, I think – is unmeasurable um, on the other side of things, but that's a, that's another point. I think he's brilliant at it. I think he's wonderful at it, and I really do hope he's allowed to have that poetic license back and express himself again this year in his program. Because, as you say, there was a significant drop and difference last year in the programming and, and the way it was run, and you could see his hands were tied, um, and it was unfortunate. Um, but but yeah, looking forward to looking forward to to hopefully having a great games again um, and having him back in the sort of in the driving seat planning doing what he does best actually um, we never know may even be uh, may even be the return of regionals so we get an opportunity to see him uh, see him programming uh, twice in the year um, which would which would be which would be wonderful um, going back to going back to what you talked about in terms of the the, the, the new CEO coming in I think yeah I think we we have to be excited, don't we? We have to be, you know, he ticks all the boxes of somebody who who has business acumen, knows how to run a business, knows what it's like to have an affiliate, knows what it's like to be on both sides of the fence of the fence. And and I and I hope I hope massively that that he's that the changes that come will be will be uh you know will be will be will be greatly received. I think you know, we often talk to our athletes, Jouse, about or we give them the fact that they are they are artists in their own way. You know, a musician expresses their art their art through through their music, or a, a, a painter expresses it through his through his through his or her pictures. And 
And I do genuinely believe sport is art. And I've always thought that. And I love, you know, I, I love nothing more than sport. And I would love an opportunity to go to a, to a games where, where it was really focused on the athletes expressing all their hard work and all their efforts and everything they've done. Um, I think that would be a wonderful, wonderful sort of uh, step in the right direction from the professional sports side of CrossFit. And then I think from the health side and the, the, the sort of the benefits of being a CrossFitter side, I really do hope that they, that they engage in a GP medical referral scheme where they go in and they, they open up a dialogue with, with people and they, 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 they show the world that cross, how much fun CrossFit is. I mean, it, it is a great fun and it, it works because it's fun. Um, and yeah, as I said, I've said a couple of times, drop the, I'm sticking it to the man type sub attitude and, and let's go out and let's try to find some money. Let's invest some of the money we invested in, in other things into getting out there and meeting people and working with people because let's, let's not this. Yes. CrossFit in our world is huge because we're CrossFitters, but the average person on the street has never heard of CrossFit. They don't know what CrossFit is. They don't, they don't know where it is, you know, who it is, what it's for. They have no idea about messages. Uh, you know, more people know about going for a run <laughs> than, than they do of CrossFit, of course. So, so step one is let's get out and create a dialogue and integrate with people who want to make a significant difference in people's lives. Yeah. And going back to the business on how it, how it was run, uh, they'd pretty much, that was the issue that the seminar staff had, had had with a sense of not knowing, like all of a sudden it was all about CrossFit health. And we were sat there as working with athletes and go, why does, why does CrossFit have to be just about health and not about the games? Like it's, you can have two arms of the business, like you just said. Like we can have the sport, the athletes. There, people love watching the athletes do what they do. As soon as you're into CrossFit, well, I mean, there's plenty of people that have watched the CrossFit documentaries and they don't even do CrossFit and they they find it impressive. They don't necessarily want to do it, but they they still look at it and go, "Wow, those guys are fit and strong, and uh, how can they do what they do?" Um, so yeah, you can definitely have the the two arms and and make it a make it a business that 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 looks after looks after both the the sick um building building the health of the of the nation the world even hopefully and uh yeah still having athletes that are there to for us all to stare at and in amazement and yeah, yeah. be the role models absolutely Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, thank you for your time, Joust. Thank you for your time, Gemma. Um, hope it's given everybody some food for thought. Um, of course, as always, we're happy to have any kind of dialogue or backwards or forwards with, with, uh, with our listeners. Um, good. Cheers, Phil. Keep, keep at it, team. Many thanks for listening to this episode of the Red Pill Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it on the topics that we discussed today and also any suggestions for future Red Pill training podcasts.